Hey, this is Keith. I'm the pastor of Blaze Church. Welcome to our podcast. I know today's message is going to inspire you, encourage you, and lead you to know God more. If you want to connect with us, visit us online at blazechurch.org. Enjoy today's message. We're continuing our series we started last week called Multiply. Say the word multiply. God's put this word on our hearts, church. We've been praying about this word for really this year. God's been stirring our hearts because God is doing something through Blaze Church. And we know that the word that we need to focus on as a people is the word multiply. We need to recognize that God's calling us to reach more people with the gospel of Jesus. And last week we started this series talking about a focus that we have here at Blaze Church, focused on the next generation, our students and Blaze kids and saying, we will make sure that there are spaces for the next generation to come to know God. And today I wanna talk about another focus that we have as a church. And before we do, I wanna talk a little bit about my week. How's your week going? On the count of three, either say good or bad. One, two, three overwhelmingly goodly good. That's good. That's it's a good thing. The first service, they all said bad. It was the weirdest moment. No, I'm just joking. Um, it, it, I'm glad your week's going good. Um, yeah, this week, uh, I think it was the beginning of the week, really, we, we started doing some like needed cleaning. You know, like when you get to like needed cleaning level, we were like, this, like for me, I was like, you know what? One man should not own this many t-shirts. Like that was the place I was at. Like I have not been able to fit all my clothes in the drawers or in the closet forever. We just live out of the laundry baskets because they don't fit in the drawers. And I'm like, brother, you need to find freedom. You need to get your life together right now. So I got to talk to some more people about it. So that was my life. And I said, I got to do this. So because I wasn't too happy about it, I went to punk music, okay? I was like, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to put on some punk music. I'm going to put on some real good punk music. And I know the rest of you are too spiritual for this, but I put on some Green Day. I was like, I just gotta go. I just need, some, I just need something right now. To just make me feel like as angry as I feel at these clothes. Just give me some Billy Joe Armstrong, right? And I'm listening to these songs. I'm singing along with them, and then I get to this one song, and I've, I've heard this these lyrics before. And I'll be honest with you, as I'm singing and I'm listening and I'm doing my laundry, all of a sudden that moment, the Holy Spirit started doing something in me through a Green Day song. Who knew? And I'm listening to these lyrics, and I'm so broken in that moment. I'm so captured by what. The band is singing because I believe it captures, it captures really the heart of humanity. So here's the lyrics. I walk a lonely road, the only one that I have ever known. Don't know where it goes, but it's home to me and I walk alone. Walking alone. Da-da. <laughs> like you're doing it in your head right now. <laughs> like I said, my, my shadow is the only one that walks beside me. My shallow heart's the only thing that's beating. And watch this. Sometimes I wish someone out there will find me. Until then I walk alone. Right, like this is the cry of humanity. I wish someone would find me. I long to be known. I long to belong. And yet I walk a lonely road. And as I'm doing this, and by the way, I didn't finish yet. I still have a bag of clothes in my room and I got a quarter of the way through, but I'm making progress. <laughs> I'm just listening. I'm saying, God, this captures humanity. The song is called Boulevard of Broken Dreams. How many of us go through life with broken 
dreams, wondering when will somebody find me? When will somebody see me? And so today, if I can, I want to preach a message called Boulevard of Fulfilled Dreams. A boulevard of fulfilled dreams. Because what I believe about you is what God declares about you. You were created on purpose for a purpose. You're not here by accident. This isn't a coincidence that you're here today. In fact, I, I go as far as to believe that the Holy Spirit himself in his grace invited you this morning and you said yes to his invitation and because his mercies are new today, you're here. You didn't screw up so bad yesterday that you didn't make it here today. <laughs> you're here. And whatever yesterday looked like, you're here now. God has a plan. God wants you to live a full life. So as a church, we have this focus in this area where fulfilled dreams are best discovered. And I wanna share that with you. Why are we doing this? Why is this the focus for our church this month? Because of what we read in the book of Acts. Acts is the fifth book of the New Testament. And it says in Acts 12, 24, but the word of God increased and say the word with me and multiplied. God's word began, began multiplying. There was a time when the church got started that we read that God was adding to their numbers daily. But then we get to a place where there's multiplication happening. And I gotta tell you, Blaze Church, we've got this crazy vision for the East End of Long Island that God wants to use Blaze Church to go from addition to multiplication. Remember you started with addition? Two plus two is four. Four plus four is eight. And suddenly you learn multiplication. Two times four is eight. Eight times two is 16. And you start learning things. God wants to bring our church from a place of addition to multiplication. Why? Just by a show of hands, how many of you have someone in your life that needs to know God's love? Family member, friend, coworker. That's why. That's why God's bringing us to a place of multiplication. That's why we have this vision to see a landmark established in this community, a permanent life-giving home that will outlive us and be a legacy for Jesus in this community because of your friends and your family members and coworkers, because of my friends and my family members who need Jesus. So if we are to multiply, we've got to stay focused on a couple things. And last week we talked about the next generation and we are so dedicated to making that space and our student space the best it can be for the next generation. And today I wanna to talk to you about the second focus, small groups. Say small groups with me. Small groups. I wanna to talk to you about what a Blaze Church small group is. And if I can, for the next 23 minutes and 24 seconds, I want to invite you into what a Blaze Church small group is. I want to encourage you. And listen, it's not going to be under compulsion. It's not going to be through manipulation. We did not lock the doors until everyone signs up. That's a good idea. We should have done that. We have not done that today. I just want to invite you in to see that if you are to walk the boulevard of fulfilled dreams, you don't walk it alone. And if you are wishing like humanity, I wish someone would see me. I wish someone would find me. Hey, I will ask you, are you in a small group? So let's talk about small groups. What is a small group at Blaze Church? Small groups have one simple purpose. This is it. This is the big idea of small groups, to bring people together. 
If we could boil it down to one thing, it is simply this. We want to be brought together. I am so glad you are here this morning. Did you know that there were over 100 people here an hour ago that you did not get to be together with? And they didn't know you were coming to this service. And right now we're sitting in rows. Yeah, we're together, but to be brought together, to know each other, to be known in community. Small groups exist for that purpose. Why? Because we believe God created us to live in community with others and only then we can experience the full life he intends for us. Last week I shared that Gen Z, millennials, my generation, Barna Research shows that we are the most connected people and the loneliest. Hey, I got over a thousand friends in my pocket right now. You do too. And yet we feel alone. Who knows me? Who really knows me? We need genuine community. And watch this, small groups make meaningful relationships accessible and possible. Accessible and possible. You need someone else in your life. Why? Because God says in his word, Ecclesiastes 4, 9, two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. Two people are better off than one. I know that when I'm going through something, when I'm thinking through something, in fact, this morning I was going through something and I texted about six people and said, I'm going through something. And they said, we got you. We're praying for you. I have that accessibility. Do you have a small group in your life? Two are better than one. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. I love that verse. If one person falls alone, they are in real trouble. How many times, and don't raise your hand and don't nudge your spouse, how many times have you fell alone? And we're not just talking physically, I'm talking you fell in your marriage. You fell in your singleness. You fell in your career. You fell in your finances. You fell in your health. You fell in your relationship with God. And when you fall alone, you are in real trouble. Who is going to help me up? And I gotta just tell you this, Blaze Church is a culture of welcome home. It's a culture that when you fall, we don't point and laugh. We say, let me help you up. Let me bring you to Jesus. I don't have enough faith to go to Jesus right now. Let me bring you to Jesus. Have you heard that story of the four friends that carried their friend on a mat through a roof to Jesus? I need some people that will go through the roof for me. I'm gonna bring you to him right now. Two are better than one. We have a vision as a church. And the reason why we have this vision is because all of you just raised your hand that you have people in your life who need to know God. We have a vision to reach more lost people with the gospel, which means this church will continue to grow bigger. I love when I hear from people, Pastor Keith, you know what I love about Blaze Church? It's a small church. I know everybody. And I say, oh my goodness, you're gonna hate us in about one year. In one year, you're gonna have to find another church to go to, just like you left that church when it got too big. And because we have a vision to reach lost people. You just gotta know that. It's not fair to lost people for us to say, I think we've reached it. I think we're a good size. This feels comfortable. Good amount of services, good amount of rows. 
there are more lost people and so we will continue to bring the gospel to people. And I'm telling you, we're gonna grow. We're gonna add more rows. We're gonna add more services. We're gonna find bigger space. We will continue to do what God has called us to do, which is make disciples. We're gonna grow big and we're gonna grow small at the same time. It's not an either or for us at Blaze Church. We will grow big and small at the same time. How? Small groups. Weekend services, us coming together are all designed for us to know God more. I know that when you leave today, you will know God more than you did when you came here. For some of you, you will know him for the first time. You will hear how much he loves you, his plan for your life, and you're gonna leave here knowing God. That's the point of a weekend service at Blaze Church. But a small group, there's a point to it. And it's these words, find freedom. You will find freedom in a small group. You need to be in a small group to find freedom. Why? Because God's word tells us so. James 5, 16, therefore confess your sins. What does it say? To each other. Hold up, brother James. Tell someone else my sins. Are you kidding me? I thought that I just confessed my sins to God. Let me ask you, is there an area in your life where you've been talking to God about it and yet it doesn't seem to be getting any better? It might be the same addiction that you're saying, God, I am praying for you to break this in my life. Why do I still carry this? It's the guilt from a decision you made years ago and you're still burdened by it. It's the habit you can't kick. It's the same prayer request every day. God, forgive me. God's saying, I've called you to talk to someone else about it. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Watch this. We go to God for forgiveness and we go to God's people for healing. And I don't know why. I just know that's what God has built into the fabric of his community. There have been times in my life where I would pray and I would talk to God And it wasn't until I invited another believer into that situation and said, here is what's going on in my life that I began to see healing in that area. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. This is why Sundays are not enough. This is not enough. And I could could tell some of you don't believe me. So here's what we're gonna do. Josh, you got that microphone? I think we should pass the mic and start with sin confession to the room. Who wants to go first and confess your sins to a group of strangers? Now you all believe me, don't you? Because this isn't the point of that. This is not where that takes place. Listen, we believe that God is able to instantaneously heal us of something. Where's the sustaining healing in your life? Yeah, you had an experiential moment, a milestone moment, but what happens tomorrow? Who's in your corner on Wednesday? Who's praying for you on Friday? Who's checking in with you Saturday? You go to God's people. When you are saved, and if you are not saved today, let me talk about your future for a minute because God's calling you to know him. But when you give your life to Jesus, when you surrender and say, I cannot take away my sins, God forgives you of all sin and he brings you into a community, the family of God, the people of God. You're part of his family now. 
At Blaze Church, we, we call it Blaze Family. And we connect with each other and protect one another and grow together. You are called into that family to be a blessing to someone else and to be blessed by someone else. That's the Christian life because you are not called to walk a lonely road. You don't have to wish someone would find you any longer. God has found you and he's brought you into community. Can we give God praise just for that truth this morning? I mean, thank you God that I don't walk this life alone. So what happens at a small group? Because now you're probably thinking, well, Pastor Keith, you did it in reverse. I'm never joining a small group now because there ain't no way I'm telling a group of strangers, I don't care what size my sin. Now you got this visual of we all sit in a circle and say, hi, my name is Josh. Everyone says, hi, Josh. And Josh tells us all the bad things he did yesterday. That, that's not what a small group is. It's not what it is. So let me show you four things that happen in a Blaze Church small group. I can only talk about this church and what we do here I don't know what your experience has been, but this is what a Blaze Church small group looks like. And we get this from scripture. In fact, small groups are not innovative. We're simply doing what the church has been doing since it started. We take the four things that the first church was dedicated to and we contextualize them here and now. So when Jesus was crucified and resurrected, he appeared to many. In fact, scripture tells us more than 500 over the course of 40 days. And then he ascended to the father and the father sent the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes on believers. And suddenly those that were cowards in the faith are boldly proclaiming who Jesus is. And they're talking about his resurrection. And they're telling people, you've got to know God. And one man, Peter, gives this sermon. And we read in Acts 2.41, those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day about 3,000 in all. One day, the church grows 3,000. Could you imagine the stress level on the dream team, that service? We ran out of chairs. What are we gonna do? There's no more t-shirts for the first time guests. We don't have any more animal crackers and blaze kids. There's 3,000 people here. They figure it out and they get together and the people are baptized. And guess what? The church grew bigger that day. If you have a problem with big church, you have a problem with his church. It grew pretty big in one day. And what do they do? Well, if we're growing bigger, we have to grow smaller at the same time because we need to know each other. So the next verse says this, all the believers... I would like to point out before we read what they did, who did it? And what is the word on the screen? Let's say it together. All. All. Notice after 3,000 are saved and baptized, it doesn't say the new believers joined the foundations classes or the leadership team started a leadership pipeline or the seasoned believers got together and met. All the believers. All of them. Now, if you look up the word all in the Greek, do you know what it means? All. You know Greek. All means all. It doesn't mean some. It doesn't mean those whose schedules allow for it. It means all. What did all the believers do? Well, all the believers devoted themselves to, and here's our four things, the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. And this is where we get our model for what takes place at a Blaze Church small group. And before we talk of these four things, I wanna highlight this word because I love this word, devoted. Devoted. 
Some of you, in fact, I would say all of you, in some way, all of us are devoted to some things. You're devoted, which means no matter what happens, no matter the weather, no matter how you wake up, no matter how you feel, you're devoted and you're gonna show up and it's gonna happen. You're devoted. In the Greek, this word is proskartereo, and it means to continue to do something with intense effort with the possible implication of, despite difficulty, to devote oneself to, to keep on, to persist in. In other words, the full understanding of this word is, I'm gonna continue to do it, it's gonna take intense effort, and there's a possibility there might be some difficulty when I do this. There is a strong possibility that if I say yes to this, there's gonna be some challenges. It's not going to be easy. And yet I'm devoted to it. And I've gotta warn you on the front end that if you make a decision to be devoted to being in a small group, your spiritual adversary, the enemy, is not going to be happy with your devotion. And he's going to attack you and put lies in your head as best as he can to prevent your devotion. You've been driving for 15 years and you've never gotten a flat tire before. And for some reason on the first night of small group, you get a flat tire on the way there. Are you devoted despite the difficulty? I'm just letting you know, the enemy is not happy when we move towards freedom. So I sit back, oh, that's great. Blaze Church just grew. More people are joining a small group and that person's marriage is suddenly gonna be restored and their singleness is gonna have reason and meaning and they're gonna get their finances in order and start tithing and she's gonna end up healed. That's great. I guess I got nothing to do today. He's going on the attack. He's going to do his best even today to prevent you from pre-deciding to being in a small group. Devotion means I'm gonna continue with intense effort despite the fact that there'll probably be challenges along the way. And all the believers were devoted to four things. Here's the first one. I'll say it this way. Study God's word together. What's something that takes place in a Blaze Church small group is we are gonna study God's word together. It says they were devoted to the apostles' teaching. You've gotta know, that at any Blaze Church small group, no matter what the group is or where it meets, we'll have groups that meet in the church building, in homes, in coffee shops, public places, nature trails, wherever a group meets, in some way, in some capacity, God's word will be talked about. We have some groups that they'll do a, a full Bible study. They just get there and open up their Bible and they go in. We got other groups, they'll take out the verse of the day and say, let's just talk about this for a couple minutes and then have some community with each other. We've got some groups that will watch video teaching based on the Bible. Others that will read a book together. We had one group, find God in Lord of the Rings. Can I get a good amen? You can find them. Scripture. You will grow in God's word by being in a small group. But listen to me. That doesn't mean you have to be an expert in the Bible to join a small group. Please hear that. Small groups at Blaze Church are not Bible study groups. No matter what your background was, I just want you to know at Blaze Church, we don't use synonymously, oh, I went to a small group, I went to a Bible study. No, no, no. Some groups study the Bible in that capacity, 
but all groups will read God's word in some way. Why? His word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. We've got Financial Peace University groups starting. Those groups are gonna apply God's principles to their finances so people can start finding freedom and living a good life. It's God's word with money principles. So you gotta understand, where do we get that from? Well, they were devoted to the apostles' teaching. Here's the second thing that happens in a small group. We're gonna form genuine relationships. Form genuine relationships, meaningful relationships, good friends, people who know us and care about us. The word in Acts 2.42 was they were devoted to the the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. Now, I grew up in a church culture where we have fellowship night. Where my fellowship night people at? You knew you had a Sunday night service and then fellowship night. Sometimes it got real dicey when you had a potluck. You didn't know what you were going to get at a fellowship potluck. Fellowship. That word simply means community. We just have community with each other. We get to know each other. We get to form relationships for this reason, to care about one another. Why? Well, we read a few verses down, Acts 2.45. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. So these little fellowships, these communities are suddenly selling things off, not to pocket the money, but to give to people who have need. Do you know what happens in a Blaze Church small group over and over again is people will share that they were going through something hard in their lives and their small group friends met them there, provided meals, groceries, finances, assistance, celebrated birthdays, and mourned as people were lost. They meet needs. In fact, I'll just tell you this. I don't know if you could plan it at all, but if you're planning to have a baby, the best time to have a baby is when you are in a small group semester because people show up for new moms. They just be dropping off stuff at your house. You won't have to buy diapers for 10 weeks. They'll meet you there. They'll borrow your baby for two hours. Take them, please. I gotta go to sleep. We hear stories of this, of these collectives that over our small group semesters, they're meeting each other's needs. They're having fellowship. They're having community. Here's the third thing and maybe my favorite thing that happens in a small group. Gather at the table. They gather at the table. It says that they were devoted to the breaking of bread and the Lord's Supper. I love that God loves food. Can I just say that in front of you? I just, thank you, God. You know, you might ask, why don't we do small groups all the time? Why do we stop in January? Because it's 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I don't want to be in a small group with some angry fasting Christians. I want to be there when there's food at the table. Come on, we gather at the table. All throughout scripture, we see God is inviting us to gather at the table because at the table is where you start to let your guard down. You start to share a meal and you start to open up a little bit. And you come in a little bit reserved, but then you see, praise God, it's ice cream Sunday night. I'm happy. Thank you, Jesus. And you let your guard down. It says in verse 46, breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. (laughs) They just said, man, we've got joy and gladness because who wouldn't as you're enjoying a meal together? So in our small groups, understand this, some groups, they have snacks, they got refreshments, they do desserts. Others do full meals. I try to find the group that Sylvan's in and I join his because he fries up shrimp and makes mac and cheese. Just a strategy I've been working on for a few years. But our groups, they just, we enjoy being at the table. 
we come together. And here's the fourth thing. We pray with one another. We pray. They were devoted to prayer. It is a gift to know that someone is praying for you. Have you experienced that gift before? It's a gift. I love when I'm in a small group semester and group members are texting me or using church center and, hey, Pastor Keith, I'm praying for what you asked for prayer for this past week. It's a gift to know that. To enter into the presence of God and be able to pray for another person. Like, think of this. There was a time, we read in scripture, where one person, the high priest, could enter into God's presence, the holy of holy place, one time a year, the day of atonement. And the guy would go in with bells on his ankles and a rope attached to him. And the people knew if the bell stopped jingling, something has gone tragically wrong, he's dead. And they would pull him out on that rope. That was the way humanity interacted with the presence of a holy God. And today, wherever we are, Jesus says, and when you pray, start this way, our Father in heaven. What a gift that we get to talk to God as Father. Anytime, anywhere. And what a gift to know that there are people who are talking to him about you and what you need and checking in with you. We pray with one another. We have values for small groups and you're wearing them. We connect. That means we build relationships. We protect each other. That means we carry each other's burdens and we celebrate on the good days and we mourn together on the hard days. We grow together in prayer and in God's word. And there's this fourth word that God is growing in us. And it's this word, multiply. Through small groups, we multiply. And we have a prayer as a team here that I am inviting you to pray and be an answer to today. We have been praying that there would be a multiplication of small groups this semester. Do you know why? Because we're not the church that we were last semester. We're not the church that we were a year ago last fall. This year, we believe more than ever, there's a need and an opportunity for more small group leaders. And I believe that even in this service, God is beginning to stir your heart and getting you thinking, what would it look like if I led a small group? And now you're hearing, okay, we're gonna talk about the Bible in some capacity. Thank goodness I don't have to be a Bible expert. Nope, open a version app. We'll get you stuff. I gotta create a space for people to know each other. Okay, I can do that. Could be in the golf course, could be in the gym, could be on a boat, could be anywhere. We're just gonna get to know each other. We're gonna eat something and we're gonna pray together. That's what it means to be a small group leader. And so today I'm, I'm asking you, is God stirring your heart to create that space for some people to come together? Here's the two questions we all need to answer. Who's taking care of you? And who are you taking care of? Who is it in your life that they've got your back? They're walking with you through life. You are not walking a lonely road. You're on the boulevard of fulfilled dreams with a group of people. And who is it that you're taking care of? Because I found that too often, so many of us respond with, you know, I'm really good. I really don't need any more friends in my life. I feel like I've got things figured out. I've got a good support system. I'm, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Okay, who are you taking care of? If you're so good and so well off, then who are you caring for? Who are you praying for? Who are you opening your home to? Who are you creating a space for to know God and find freedom? We get to do this.
So every person in this room, you should have a multiply card. Would you grab one of these? Fight for them. And the them this week is not next gen. It's those who are gonna be in a small group. So grab that card. There's a pen around you. Share your pen. There's enough for everybody, I'm sure. And I wanna walk you through this. We'll have a big version of it on the screen. The first three boxes are our connect nights. You heard about them. Ladies night, men's breakfast, connect morning, and a young adult night. The reason why these exist at Blaze Church, the reason why you need to check one of these off is because this is a springboard into forming community before a small group semester. That's the point of these. We're gonna get together for a couple hours and we're gonna have some good food. We're gonna come to the table. We're gonna have a little bit of God's word. We're gonna pray for each other and we are going to get to know each other. And then you're gonna leave and say, man, that was good. I wish I could do that more. Well, you can in a small group for 10 weeks starting October 1st. And so today, choose the one that fits you, check it off and we will get you signed up and you will get notified about it and we will order food for you and it's free and you just show up and have a good time. Make sense? Okay. Four, I'm interested in leading a small group. Notice the word is interested. You are not committing to anything today. You are simply saying, I'm interested. I wanna know a little bit more of what it looks like. I wanna know exactly what I can do, who's gonna help me do it, what resources are available. And you're just saying, I just wanna know a little bit more. Okay, check that off. So we can connect with you this week and just say, okay, let's talk. Last week, we had a whole bunch of people check off the I'm interested online. They went on the website. I wanna know more about this. I wanna know what it means to lead. Today, you get to do that. And then lastly, I'm committed to joining a small group. Now, we have something we talk about here with our, our lead team and our staff called a pre-decision. You have to pre-decide so many things in your life. You've gotta already know in the area of finances, I'm pre-deciding how much God's called me to give. When it comes to weekend services, I'm pre-deciding how many weekend services I'll be at a year. Pre-decide today that you're going to join a small group on October 1st when they start and in two weeks from now on Small Group Sunday when the directory goes live. Like today, two weeks before you can even see what groups are available, you're saying, I don't even know. I don't know if anyone will fit, but I'm making a decision. I'm gonna be devoted. Despite difficulty, I wanna know more about this. And hey, here's a little thing. If you're checking this off today that you're committed to joining a small group, we are going to give you early access to the directory that opens on Sunday, September 26th. Oh, some of you just got your pen out, didn't you? You're like, I'll sign anything for that. Get a first glance at what groups, because guys, I just tell you, they're called small groups for a reason. They all stop at 10 people. And once they're closed, they're closed and they fill up fast and they're open to anybody and everybody. So you wanna get it, that's Saturday. Keep your phone by, you get a little text message. Groups, groups are live. It's like Black Friday. Remember, they're just going crazy. I want you to make some decisions in the direction of community because you're not called to walk through life alone. Be connected to others. And now what we're gonna do is we're gonna respond by coming to the table, by breaking bread together, by celebrating communion with one another. Here's what Paul writes in Ephesians. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once, who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ for he himself is our peace. This is the gospel. Listen to me, if you don't know who Jesus is today, this is the good news. You were once far away and you've been brought near by the blood of Christ. He is your peace. Students, he is your peace. 
Adults, he is your peace. You've been brought near because Jesus died for you. And communion is remembering that Jesus died so that you and I could live. I want to pray and then I'll give us a little instruction on how we're going to take today. So would you bow your heads with me? Father, we thank you that we have been brought near because your son laid down his life, rose from the dead, and now we are invited to be forgiven and be made new. I thank you for every person who's been at Blaze Church today, online and in person, in this room, and the 930 service, and our hearts have been stirred to know we need to connect with each other. We get to. We're invited to have relationships that are healthy. And I pray that there would not be even one person who lets this opportunity go by without saying, I'm going to connect with some group for 10 weeks to find freedom. May we connect, protect, grow, and multiply this semester. In Jesus' name, amen.